Big questions, even bigger guests. This is The Big Interview. Good day and welcome to The Big Interview. The APSA Premiership season has drawn to a close, wrapping up arguably the most intense and stressful campaign to date. The 2019-20 season kicked off all the way back on the 9th of August 2019. And it finished nearly 13 months later after COVID-19 suspensions, four-month delays, loss of title sponsor, team status sales, and a biologically safe environment. It's finally over. And now we can talk about it in the past tense, in retrospect. And for that, I'm joined by someone who needs no introduction, but I'll introduce him anyway. He's the Super Sports United CEO who's been with the club through thick and thin. He's outspoken and vocal about local football. And it's always a pleasure to chat to him. We welcome Stan Matthews back to the SL Podcast. I'm your host, Lou Paho, and this is The Big Interview. But before we dive into the show, a word from our sponsors. Cadbury FC, hashtag taste the action is back. And this time, they They've partnered with five of the top English football clubs, including Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United and Tottenham Hotspur to bring fans closer to all the action. So join host Andy Lenglube and some of the legends of English football, including Bafana Bafana and Manchester United legend Quinton Fortune, who, by the way, has just become the Reading FC first team coach. So congrats to him. Uh, he'll be joining Andila at the exclusive Cadbury Taste the Action experience. It's your chance to rub shoulders virtually with some of your football heroes. The experience will be completely virtual, but that allows you to attend from the comfort of your own home. Uh, there will be opportunities for questions while you enjoy a true taste of the action. Kickoff is at 6 p.m. on September 17th and you can register at crowdcast.io forward slash e forward slash taste underscore the underscore action and that link will be in the show description but without further ado let's get back into the show I'm happy to be joined on the line by Supersport United CEO Stan Matthews Stan how are you doing today good and you Slew how are you doing I'm all good, cannot complain. Uh, so the last time we spoke, uh, you were clear that you'd prefer to finish uh, in fourth and dodge the calf bullet. Supersport United finished fifth. Are you pleased with how everything played out? <laughs> you see what they say, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> um, uh, look, uh, I guess to be honest, we've got mixed feelings. Um, from the one point of view, we had third place in our hands. Um, you know, going into the last week of the season. So, you know, unfortunately, missing the two penalties against Pirates and then losing to Cape Town City. So we fluffed our lines and um, we lost the Q4 um, right at the death to Cape Town City and we dropped out of the top four, which was our goal. So that was a little bit disappointing. But at the same time, like I said to you before, that if you offered me 50 points at the start of the season and, and a trophy, I would have signed for it. And if you offer me 50 points for next season and a trophy, I'll sign for it right now. So we're very grateful that uh, we did manage to take one trophy away from Sundowns. Maybe Celtic will take another. Um, but, you know, besides that, a top five finish is good for our club. Um, 50 points is good for our club. Um, we're just a little bit disappointed that um, we could have done something a little bit more special by finishing in the top three. But, as you say, on the bright side, we uh, dodged the, the, the Africa bullet 
and um, we uh, can look forward now to the top eight. I think we play TTM, which should be exciting, a new team. Um, it's actually quite nice not to play Vits or Pirates for a change in the top eight, which is what we've done for the last six years. <laughs> mm. So something different in the top eight and um, no African bullets because we've got a small squad slew and, mm. um, you know, we, we didn't really want to have to put ourselves under that kind of pressure with a small squad and a young squad to mm. have to compete in Africa and a very competitive PSL. And I mean, you know, if you have to compete in Africa, we can't imagine what the uh, CAF Champions League and CAF Confit Cup setup is going to be uh, for this next uh, season. Uh, but, you know, quickly looking at your, uh, your your results in the bubble. So it's three wins, one draw, two losses since restart. You are on quite a run as well. All, all things considered, though, pretty solid run in the bubble. Um, going into the biologically safe environment, what were your main concerns for the team? Well, I think uh, first and foremost, you know, the regard was for the safety and well-being of everybody, not just our team, but the entire football industry. The PSL took a massive plunge um, by taking on this bubble. It was an ambitious project and something that only very few leagues in the world took on. We, we saw major leagues uh, not prepared to take on that uh, type of logistics and, um, and attention to detail. They chose to bail. Um, we chose to hang in there and, um, you know, thankfully everything went well. So, you know, our first and, and biggest concern was the health and well-being of everybody, uh, but also the livelihoods and being able to sustain our industry. I think you saw the excitement from the fans, uh, the wonderful TV product. I mean, there was a time where in a spell of 20 days, I think we had 17 days of live football, which was a mm-hmm. fantastic bonanza for for the spectator, uh, given the fact that, you know, we haven't been able to to have spectators at games. So I think from an industry perspective, one has to be pleased, uh, uh, exceptionally pleased that we managed to pull off the bubble. Obviously, there's still a little bit of the playoffs to go, but by and large, uh, we've conducted ourselves exceptionally well as, as the 32 clubs, and we've come through that. So that was the biggest concern. Um, obviously, form was a factor, and um, we were concerned about our team's form. But that was secondary. And um, I think my exact words to you back in June when we spoke were, you know, we had 40 points, and we need three wins and a draw to get to 50 points. So we managed to get those figures, and um, I'm, I'm very proud of Katana and the boys. Um, as I say, they know that we're disappointed that we 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 fluffed our lines right at the death, but. At the end of the day, this is a very young team. We played more under-23s than any other team in the in the country this season. I think we played more under-21s than any other team in the country this season. We had four under-21s in our starting lineup against Polokwane. So um, we achieved our objective in the bubble, and not just getting decent results, but also blooding some young players and, and having a little glimpse of what next season could look like. And also... You know, we went through these six games without Dean. We wanted to see how that would be. He's been our captain and inspirational figure. Um, so I think to pull off three wins and a draw in the bubble um, in, in, under those type of conditions and with the resources that we had was a fantastic achievement. 100%. Uh, so, you know, last question about the bubble here. Back in July, the estimated cost of playing in the BSC was 3 million rand per club. Now, looking back in retrospect, was that a fair estimate? Are you allowed to kind of divulge what figure it it actually came to? 
difficult. We're still calculating a lot of the costs are still coming in. Um, many of them are, are shared costs. So, you know, some of the costs, all the 32 clubs will, 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 will be sharing. Some of the costs were directly related to individual clubs, depending on how many players they had in the bubble and, and so forth. Uh, how many nights they were staying and um, some teams had different uh, requirements in terms of meal requirements, laundry requirements, water requirements. So it was different for for all the clubs. But um, yeah, I I think you're probably looking at at around two two and a half million uh, per club um, as a rough guesstimate uh, for what it cost us to, 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 to pull off the bubble as an industry. Um, you know, but you have to weigh that against uh, the credibility um, that we managed to achieve through this process, the unity that we had, uh, the good working relationship that we had w- uh, with SARPA through this process, and um, you know the good send off that we managed to give um, APSA, which was very important to us as as the PSL longstanding partners and fantastic partners to the league. Um, you know, it was important for us to give them a good send-off and that the league didn't just end um, in, in a way that wasn't befitting uh, to their sponsorship. And we managed to do that. I don't think there were many more exciting leagues in the world that mm. went down to one goal score difference, um, potentially, uh, you know, into the last game, into the last seconds of the season. So uh, uh, from a PSL perspective, as an ex-co member, I was uh, very, very happy and proud about what we pulled off. And from a Super Sports United perspective, I was pleased we came through everything well. And we've set a good foundation for next season. 100%. Now, you mentioned it just before. You have this uh, young core that's been very impressive. Uh, you know, you have you, arguably the goalkeeper of the season and young for a captain in Ron, Ron Williams. Then you have, um, you know, this midfield core of Sipombule. You have Jamie Webber, Tebuho Mokwena up front. You have guys like Lungu. You've already added Ikram Reynas ahead of next season in attack. Uh, so before we get to potential departures, do you think that there needs to be any more additions to this squad before next season? I think realistically, uh, you can't expect to lose a guy like Dean and then turn to three 22- and 23-year-olds in Weber, McQuenna and Mbouli, as talented as they are, to carry um, a 40-game campaign for us um, coming out of a, a pandemic and going into an Olympic year, I think would be exceptionally unfair to the club uh, and to, to, to those players. So we definitely need some experience in the middle of the park. Um, you know, in the other areas of the club, from uh, Ron, Ronwin Williams, uh, uh, as you say, in, in the goals, and Bafupule, you know, going through the defence, guys like Bashira, Bongani, Kumala, and Clayton Daniels, and up front, guys like Gabuza, Frobla, and Riziki. These are all 30-year-old experienced players that can hold the team together. I don't have anything like that in my midfield. Over the past two years, I've lost Yeye, I've lost Dean, I've lost Cole Alexander, I've lost Michael Morton. Uh, so, I, And I'm about to lose Aubrey Mojiba. So, you know, at, in, in that kind of environment, I, I need a little bit more experience in the midfield. So we're going to be looking to add definitely there. Um, and outside of that, to be blunt with you, we're going to pretty much run with what we've got because um, that's where we're holding as a club. We don't have a, a, a kitty to go out and, and splash in the transfer market. Um, you know, although we, we, we're probably going to move Aubrey, um, you know, 
a lot of that the balancing of of the Aubrey transfer goes into you know balancing out the fact that we, we, we you know we lost our main sponsor last year we lost our academy sponsor last year we've had extra expenses um, in, in 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 terms of COVID so you know um, we'll hopefully limit the the, the selling to to just Aubrey mm-hmm. and. Um, and look to add one or two in the midfield that will help the the youngsters in terms of experience, in terms of workload, um, and just give a little bit more depth to the squad in, in the in the middle area where where we're a little bit light. You know, Jesse Don is 20 years old, uh, and 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 he's the backup to Chiboko Sipo and and and, and Jamie. It's it's a, a bit of an unfair situation, and um, for those young kids to expect them to. To deliver week in and week out um, in the PSL, so we're definitely going to go and find ourselves an experienced central midfielder. And uh, you know, you've already mentioned a couple of times that Aubrey's on his way out. Laduma's own Mazola actually reported yesterday that he might he may have signed a four year deal with Sundowns already. Is that a done deal or is it still in the works? You know, often when I want to find out what's happening at SuperSport, I find Mazola myself. <laughs> um, he, he he seems to 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 know more than me and have a lot of details um, at the club. Uh, so hats off to him; he's a good guy um, and a reliable reporter. So he doesn't often get it wrong once he puts it in print. I don't know um, how long uh, Aubrey's projected deal with Sundowns would be. That's up to him and his agents to negotiate with Sundowns. Um, we've given them permission to do so. Um, but I wouldn't be able to comment on on what kind of duration of deal um, Aubrey's negotiating with Sundowns with. I focus on my negotiations with Sundowns, which um, are going um, very well and and should be wrapped up uh, in the course of this week. Fantastic. Now, earlier in the season, Bradley Krobler was linked with a move away, but those rumors have since quietened down. And he's had a great season, 14 goals, could have been 16 if you got those penalties in. Um, and he's he's a rare breed of, of striker in the PSL. How important is it for you to hold on to a guy like Bradley ahead of next season? And can you confirm that he's going to be with Supersport uh, come the new campaign? Yeah, well, Brad's still got um, two years and an option on his contract. So there's no danger for us in terms of Brad leaving against our wall. Um, you know, he's, he's under lock and key. And as you say, he's a, a prize kind of striker, a different striker. As you can see, there are not that many good hold-up strikers in South Africa. Nukovic brought something different to the South African environment. And you can see the impact that he had. Um, his flick on that set pieces and in open play um, is something that South Africans um, aren't very used to. And I haven't seen someone as effective at doing that, you know, um, uh, since Bradley, you know, Nurkovic, uh, Glenn Salmon, those kind of strikers. Um, even what you see in some of Elazar Rogers, even up to today, um, there are not a lot of strikers in South Africa that have that ability to bring other people into play through their flick-ons, uh, you know, through their hold-up play. Bradley has that, and um, he's a fantastic finisher too. He's had a lot of injury problems. I mean, you know, people talk about the 14 goals this year and we're very grateful and thankful for the 14 goals he's delivered. But in the previous two league campaigns, I don't think Brad's got past three league goals. And, um, you know, so as a club, if you look over the past four years, we've been very patient. We've had a striker that hasn't gone past 10 goals. We've we've been with him through thick and thin because he brings a lot more than just goals to the team. 
So we're not looking to lose Bradley at all. Um, and I would love for Bradley to stay at Supersport, finish his career at Supersport and coach in our academy. Um, the young strikers, when he's finished, that's what I would love to do. But um, when it comes to his personal expectations, and um, if uh, you know he has an offer at his age that's going to change his life that I can't match, don't think it would be right for uh, Supersport United in any way. Uh, to say to him, you can't go. When I've when I've given that privilege to other people that have been at the club for lesser time than Bradley and that have won fewer trophies than Bradley for me. So you know the players in our club uh, know our philosophy very well. If you if you put in an honest shift and and give your best and you help us win trophies or achieve our objectives, then when the time comes for you to be able to earn yourself a move that's going to change your life. We, 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 we will not stand in the way. We, we've never done that. We haven't stood in the way. I can take you all the way back to the early 2000s uh, of players from Tecum Odisa onwards, Dane Clayton, Kermit Erasmus, uh, I, I, I can, uh, Shlompo Kakana, Anthony Lafour. I can give you a plethora of players that um, have come from Supersport but got too big for Supersport. That the, in terms of their salary expectations and what we, uh, the thresholds that we have within our budget structure, within our funding mechanisms, we have to operate within a certain structure. And if a player becomes too big for that structure, um, you know, then obviously you have to reconsider things. And I've said to Bradley all along that if a, a, one of the big three came along and offered him a massive contract, that it would change his life at his age that he couldn't get again, not abroad and not in South Africa, that we wouldn't stand in his way. But it doesn't mean that I'm just giving Bradley Frober away and it doesn't mean that I don't want Bradley in the team. We absolutely love Bradley in the team. We want him to stay in the team. We want him to spearhead our attack. Um, and, you know, we want him to continue next season where he left off the season, except obviously we're going to work hard on his penalty taking in off season. You know, he, he missed the penalty against Kaiser Chiefs in the in the, uh, one of the first games of the season in the 92nd minute where we would have won that match and instead we drew. And that was a big uh, um, swing. Instead of us getting three points, we shared the spoils with Chiefs. And then the missed penalties against um, uh, Pirates. So he knows he could have finished Golden Boot and he's in good nick. Um, he's he's in, in the best physical condition that he's been at since he joined Supersport. And um, we're absolutely in, in no hurry, no rush, and no stress to to get rid of Bradley Fobler. As it stands, I haven't had any formal offers from the big three for him, so there's nothing to discuss. When he, there was rumours and there was a linking of him um, with clubs in the past, uh, I've addressed the situation. But to be very honest with you, nobody's spoken to us about Bradley Fobler, not for six months. And um, so for us, he's our striker, he's our lead striker, um, he's our treasured striker, he's one stuff for us. He's already a legend at the club, and we don't want him to go anywhere. 
Now, lastly, before I let you go, um, you know, the, the, the BSC was very interesting in that we also had different venues for different clubs. Uh, cl clubs in Gauteng uh, had to pl play in stadiums that were, were usually away from home for them. And so now I need to ask, so PSL chairman Irvin Koza confirmed <clears throat> that the league will return on the 9th of October. Um, we know that another bio bubble would be too expensive. And Koza did mention, the only other thing he mentioned was that clubs uh, will be expected to follow strict uh conditions which they were for the bsc as well but you know will we see super sports united back at lucas moripe stadium will we be able to see these teams playing in their home stadiums again or are they looking at different options um look there's been no decisions taken in that regard um and i'm not a psl spokesman to be able to comment about that obviously we have to comply with the regulations um in in, in terms of of government and the ministries and and the, the protocols that we, we agreed to adhere to. So some of those have fallen away or will fall away outside of a bubble environment, and some of those will still be very much applicable in terms of screening and testing and, 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 and other requirements um, that will still be around when the next season starts. So our expectation as a club, uh, Supersports United, is that we'll play our home games in our normal home game venues. Uh, you know, being Lucas Maripi and, and Bombella for us at the moment, um, and that our home games would take place there. That they may take place behind closed doors is uh, is what we're expecting to start. We're not expecting spectators for the start of the season, but we are expecting to play at our normal home ground as a club. So until we advise otherwise, um, that's the condition and the premise that we're working on. Um, we're back at our training venue from the um, 11th of September. So, you know, life will go back to normal from that point of view at our training environment. But the protocols in terms of uh, COVID are still in play and we're still bound by them. And um, all the clubs are very much aware through our chief medical officer, through the compliance officer and the communication of the league. We get updated weekly about what the expectations are, what the latest government gazettes are, um, and, and, and what the guidelines are. So we're all uh, uh, very comfortable about what we need to do. Obviously, it's a bit of a hassle, but it's it's something that we have to live with in our industry if we want to uh, you know, keep it going until this virus eventually subsides. 100%. Well, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Supersports United CEO, Stan Matthews, thank you very much for joining me on the big interview and uh, all the best moving forward. And, uh, you know, as soon as as soon as the, the, the league is back, all the best for next season as well. Thanks, Lou. Yeah, look, I mean, you have to be realistic about a league like this. Um, you take a Sundowns team that is on course for the treble mm -hmm. and um, then you add to that team uh, Mvala, Salulile, Modiba, Erasmus, um, Motupa, um, Domingo, Goss. Uh, so there's already seven quality players that would basically be almost like an all-star 11 uh, PSL you're adding to a treble winning side. I don't think that many teams can have the aspiration to go and dominate the league or to try and topple sundowns at this point in time, uh, it's, it's a very big ask. So, you know, for us as a club, uh, these uh, fourth and fifth place finishes and having a stab at, at the cup competitions, that's realistic. And, um, and, and, and kind of, I think what maybe 
13 of the 16 clubs in the PSL, you know, have to wrap their heads around because it's not really easy to to compete against that kind of depth and strength. Um, it's certainly not over a 30-game period. You might be able to do it in a short burst, uh, as Baraka showed, uh, and and as Cape Town City showed. You know, you can you can you can beat any team on the day. But um, week in and week out over 30 games in this PSL is very, very tough. And when you're adding all-star 11s to existing treble-winning teams, um, you, you have to be realistic. The rest of the market has to be realistic about what the extent of their achievements can be and how they go about, um, you know, plotting a course for, the, uh, for their club um, w- with that in mind. Hundred um, percent, but you know, of course, we look forward to seeing you guys uh, try to defend your MTNA title. Maybe make a run at the Telcom knockout. Um, you know, provided you know, we'll see exactly exactly how the season plays out. But provided that we're able to watch all of those competitions again, which we're hoping for. But um, you know, uh, it's been entertaining watching you guys uh, all season long. And uh, thank you again for joining me on the show. Thanks, Lou. All the best, buddy. The big interview is a team effort driven by the following incredible individuals. The show is hosted by myself, your host, Lou Paho. It is edited by our editor, Simon Strella, and graphics are provided by the one and only Nino Segaleni. Only on the SL Podcast, brought to you by Sokola Duma.